Hello, you are listening to the Faith for Life Austin podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening and I pray that this message will empower you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out in your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with him. If you're strong in your connection in Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow him. So enjoy today's podcast. So as we talked about it again in Hebrews chapter 1 and uh, verse 11, it talks about now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So that's what faith is. Faith is pistis, which is confidence, trust, belief. Amen? So, so we got that. We understand, uh, we talked about, not last week, but the week prior to that, we talked about um, the word of faith. You know, it's the word that brings faith. So this week, what we're going to talk about specifically is why faith. Why faith? Why is it that God chose faith? Why is it that he uses this as a, as a means, as a vehicle? Why faith? See, God is a very purposeful being. How many of you know that? There's a reason why you have two eyes, one nose, two ears, and one mouth. Now, can you imagine if in today's, now, in today's age, if we had two mouths, <laughs> come on, think about that. There's people that does a lot of talking, right? <laughs> and they're just doing it with one mouth. Now imagine if they had two. Come on. <laughs> like, oh, no. Mm -mm. So God is very purposeful in what he does. He's very strategic. You know that? He doesn't just say, you know what, uh, you know, let's just go. He wouldn't do like we would do. Let's go to the grocery store and just walk down the aisles. Okay, I guess I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. No, God is very methodical in what he does. And the reason that you are born now in this time frame is because he has purposed it to be so. God trusts you. Matter of fact, God has faith in you. Come on. God has faith in you. No matter where you are. No matter what's going on but he actually has faith in you. So now we're going to talk about why faith. So in order to do that, what we have to do is there's certain things we have to just put kind of like as a, as, a, as a base. We just have to, I want you all to uh, assume this with me, all right? Because when I say these things, I know you're going to agree with it. We don't have time to go through all these things and continue on. The first thing is this. I need you all to agree with me that God has all knowledge. Do, do you all agree with that? Do we need to go and do that right now? Okay. God has all knowledge. I need you to assume that with me for this message. God has all knowledge. The next thing I need you to assume with me is this, that God has all understanding. Can, can you agree with that? Come on, do you, there is nothing too complex for God. Would you, how do you mean you know that? There's nothing too complex. He has all understanding. So the next thing I need you to assume with me is this, that God has all wisdom. There's nothing that stumps. He knows how to do everything. He's, God has all wisdom. There's one more thing before we move forward that I need you to assume with me is this, that God has all power. Can you, can you assume that with me? Okay, so again, we know God has all knowledge. He has all understanding. He has all wisdom, and he has all power. Right? 
Now, knowing that, God starts the Bible off doing something specific. Now, think about it. He could have came out saying, I'm God, fear me, or die. Right? Come on, he could, he could do that. But he specifically, on purpose, starts the Bible a certain way. So let's see what that is. Let's see how God introduces himself. All right, so let's get over here to Genesis chapter 1. Come on, God is good. Amen. And there's a reason why he does everything that he does. Come on, praise the Lord. Thank you. All right, so in Genesis chapter 1, it says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, we know this to be the beginning of creation, right? Not the beginning of time, but actually the beginning of creation. But again, it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So God introduces himself to man as the creator. This is the very first thing that he says to man. I'm the creator. <laughs> now, th this is something that we should be excited about, that he is the creator. He is not only the creator, but he is creative. Well, why is that awesome? Because no matter where you are, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what issues there may be, God can create the answer to it, and he's creative enough to get you out of it. Say maybe God has called you, to, I don't know, say God has called someone to be a hairdresser. And they've been maybe selling cars all their life. But God has anointed them to do hair. It's okay. God has a way to bring them back to where they're supposed to be and have them operate in their anointing. Come on. Maybe a person is having problems with their kids and, and they're not quite sure how to, how can I bring them back around? That's okay. Because God can create a way for that to happen. And with that, actually, I just want to use a, just talk about this for a moment. I remember I was a teenager and um, my dad and I, growing up, we were very, we were very close, very tight. Then I became a teenager and, of course, I did what teenagers did. I, you know, I pulled away from my dad. You know, that's when Nintendo was out. This is like the first ones with the big cartridges about the size of an 8-track. You, know, you know, the older people, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Uh, okay? So then these big cartridges you slam in there and put in. And what happened was I used to play it all the time with my friends. But I didn't know at night my father would come down in the middle of the night and learn how to play. It was actually Madden football. He would just play and play and play. Then one day, I'm down there with my friends, and we're playing. And my dad's like, hey, uh, anybody got next? Uh, let me play someone. I said, okay. And he beat somebody. <laughs> Come on, that opened a whole new respect. And that became a vehicle, a way that we got back connected. So what am I saying? God is creative and has creativity, and he knows a way to turn that thing around. Come on, praise God. So now, again, so we see God, he introduced himself as the creator. And then it says, 
and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the water, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Okay, actually, what it, if we actually read it in the Hebrew, it says, light be, light was. And then it talks that about how God saw the light, that it was good. So, again, we see God speaking. We see it manifesting. He saw that it was good, right? And then he went to the next thing. So that tells us that God speaks, okay? That tells us that, that, uh, that after he speaks, it shows up. Now, we know faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So what we're seeing here is actually God himself operating in faith. He said, let there be light, or light be, then light was. So then we goes on, it goes further on in these, in the, uh, in these chapters. It talks about, um, you know, about dividing the waters. He talks about let the, let the waters be gathered together and become sea and let the dry land, the dry land become earth. And he talks about all these different things. He talks about how he divided the, the, uh, the, the light from darkness and talks about how he called these trees to come forth. And all this thing, he, he kept saying it and he kept seeing it and he said that it was good. So now, let's, let's get this. So he's speaking in faith. He's speaking in faith. He's speaking in faith, it's manifesting. He's speaking in faith, it's manifesting. He's speaking in faith, he's manifesting. He's speaking in faith, it's manifesting. Then this happens. Let's see verse 26 in a whole different way. Verse 26 is this. It says this. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over the cattle and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the face of the earth. And God created man. See, I want you to see it's a different way. He's speaking, stuff is manifesting. He see it, it's good. He's speaking, stuff is manifesting. Things are fucking good. Then, let us make man. It didn't say, we see it as God read it, as God, we're reading it as, and God said this. But no, he said, let us make man. Meaning that this was an announcement. This was something totally different from everything else that had been created. That man was special. So with this announcement, okay, I can't go past there. You're special to God. I can't go past that. I was about to go, but it's like the Holy Ghost said, no. You're special to God. Each and every one of you are special to God. You're special. The way your hair looks, the way your eyes look, where you, your smile, you're, you're special. God himself, the creator, <laughs> has perfectly formed you in a way which is pleasing to him. You're perfect. You're beautiful. You're handsome. You're special to God. And this, the way you look at things is perfectly done for the purpose to help you in what God has called you to do. How many of you know you can have two people look at something and they can have two different opinions, two different perspectives? What is based on really what you're called to do? Right? 
So then, again, so what, what are we talking about? We're talking about how God said, let us make man. So this announcement happens and to, to let everything know, because I can see it as God is as bringing things forth, that music is happening and people, angels are singing and everything's happening. But when he said, let us make man, I can hear every animal stop. There is no sound because this is the prize of God's creation. In other words, the love of God got the earth ready for man, his son. Then he said, man be in our image, in our likeness, and let him have dominion. So that means just as God himself operates and functions in faith, we ourselves have been created to function and operate in faith. So that's why faith. So let, let's, let's, back, let's back this up. So we're talking about how God created it by, by his words. Well, it should be seen in the scripture, right? We should be able to see this and not just something that we came up, that I came up with. Let's actually turn to uh, Psalms 33 and 6, verse 6 and 7. Psalms 33, verse six, uh, verses 6 and 7. And it says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. And he gathered the waters of the sea together in heaps, and he laid the depths in storehouses. So we see again here that God is speaking because faith speaks. So what do we see also after this? If this, is, if this being the case that God speaks in his soul and God uses faith to bring about creation, then we would see Jesus himself also doing the same thing. Now for, for the sense that we're in this, this, I call expedited service, right? We're moving, we're accelerated service. We're not going to go through all those things, but we are going to see something that Jesus said in particular. This is in uh, St. John chapter 8, verse 29. St. John chapter 8, verse 29. Let's get over there. Let's see what Jesus himself says right here. Will Jesus also bear this truth out? All right. So Jesus in verse chapter 28 and verse Excuse me, chapter 8 and verse 29, it says, and this is Jesus speaking. So how do we know this is Jesus speaking if you have a red letter edition? How, how do we know this? It's in red. It's not deep, it's in red. If not, if you don't have a red letter edition, you can just go back and read it and you'll see it's a conversation and it's Jesus speaking. And it basically says this. And he that sent me is with me. Well, who is that? The Father have not left me alone. For I do always those things which please him. Right? So Jesus said he always does those things which please the Father. Would you agree with that? Okay. All right. Well, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. So how did Jesus please the Father? Can I get that? Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, please. Amen. And let's read this together, please. But without faith, let's, let's do that again. I, was a little, I know it was a little fast. Have that on the screen there? Okay. 
Ready? Read. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For him that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So that means that Jesus himself operated in faith. So that means everything Jesus did, he did by faith. From laying hands on people and they're being healed. From him, uh, uh, by him giving them a word of, of wisdom or like, remember the guy who, who was blind? And he told him, he, put, he spit and put some stuff on his eye and then told him to go wash. That was done by faith. How about this? When Jesus died, he died by faith. He died by faith. So since we see that, again, it is God's will that, that we operate in faith, that we are created in faith, that we are to move in faith. This is why that we are to operate in faith, because God himself functions this, this way in everything that he does. So when he speaks to you and he tells you, I've called you to be this. This is your purpose. God himself is speaking faith words to you. So what is our responsibility to what God is speaking to us in this? The five elements of faith. It's hearing, receiving, believing, speaking, and acting. So what we're supposed to do as God speaks that word to us, or that which we read in the Bible, or God, the first thing we're supposed to do is receive it. So how do we do that? How do we receive it? We receive it or take it by faith. So we simply say, Father, you said that I receive it. See, speaking is a, is a, is a part of your faith. This is, how we, this is how we are to function. This is how God himself functions. So knowing this, that speaking is a part of faith, what would be Satan's number one tool to get the believer off? To have the believer to start speaking words of doubt and unbelief. Because he cannot stop us, so therefore what he wants to do is to get us to stop ourselves. If you've ever said one of these phrases, then I want you to just raise your hand for a moment. Man, I'm never going to get this. Have you ever said that? Let me see you raise your hand for a moment. Just keep it raised for a second. Take a look around the room. Now, I want to ask you a question. Did some, you didn't know everybody in here before you came to this church, right? And you didn't say hey, let's come up with a plan to say that I'm going to say these words. But yet everyone in here at one time or another has said these words. It's like you've been inspired. <laughs> inspired is like, it's like to, to put into. So to put into to cause you to Say out. 
So God's system works this way. By faith, you are inspired by God. What? This word is called, it's the inspired word of God. So what we are to do is to take this word, put it on the inside of us, and to speak it out and manifestation will happen. So Satan, who is a perverter, his whole thing is to get us to speak in doubt and unbelief. So in other words, to say it like this, we're always, we're always speaking in faith, but is that faith contaminated? Because what contaminated faith is, is fear. So that means everything that you say manifests. Everything that you say manifests. Some things take more time than others. But when we, speak fear, when we speak fear, we give Satan the right to now come in and to operate and move in our life. So what he does is this. Satan is slick. I want y'all to know that. He's slick. Right? How many of you know Satan is slick? So what he'll do is he will, let you, he will inspire you to say something, but then he won't come in and move. He'll wait. Why? Making you think that your words don't matter. So that you'll keep speaking, you'll keep speaking, you'll keep speaking, you'll keep speaking. Then all of a sudden, six months later, he said, okay, now that I got all this, now I'm going to go in their life and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wreck it. So, but the great thing is this, even if you're in that situation, even if you're in that time, it's never too late. Because the same word which created everything, can inspire you to speak words to allow God himself to move in your life. Well, not only that, think about this. God is so wise, because remember, we said that God is creative, right? He has ways that we can't even think about for things to manifest. So let's say one of God's children get themselves in just a bad way and they don't know how to get out. But God loves them and he wants to help them, right? Right? So what God does is he has something called praying in tongues. Come on. So that means he will have someone else who has right to speak out in faith because when we pray in other tongues, we pray in our most holy faith. In other words, we pray in our most powerful faith and it allows God now to come over and to help his child. Come on. Praise God. We're faith people. All right, so what, okay, I, I'll give this illustration. Let's just say, let's just say I'm over here. I'm living, I'm over here, and this is time right here. And I'm praying. And people are praying for me. And I'm praying and people are praying for me. And I'm just going through life. I'm just going through life. I'm praying in the spirit. I don't, I don't know what's in front of me, what's the future, right? And I'm just going and I'm just praying. I'm just going and I'm just praying. I'm just going and I'm just praying. And then all of a sudden right here, something breaks out. And I need a phone. Well, because I've been praying and because other people have been praying for me, when I get right here, oh, here's a phone. 
Come on. See what I'm saying? God, what God is doing, God is front-loading those things. He's called Jehovah Jireh, which means that the God has seen and provided. The God of prevision, meaning beforehand, has provided provision. Come on. He's a God of faith. Come on. Taking those things which are not a reality and making them a reality. Then saying to, saying to you, come on, let us work together, right? Let us work together. I have a plan for your life, but let us work together. Let me give you the words to say, because I have faith in you. I have faith in you. So since, since we are now to live this life by faith, then what does that mean? That means that we need to eat in faith. Let me ask you this. Do you know everything that these, that these companies are putting in the food? Do, do you know? We don't know everything. And they're not going to tell us everything. They're not going to tell us. There, matter of fact, there was something that, and this was, they talked about it from, I want to say like the, uh, in the early 1900s, they talked about this, that they came up with a way to when you eat this one thing that it will tell your stomach you're no longer, you're not full. In other words, when you normally eat, you'll get full, you'll get this, it's, it's like a switch on the inside, like I'm full, I'm good. So they came up with something to make that switch not work. How many of you know we need to eat in food? We need to eat in faith. Meaning that, Lord, I need you to show me what to eat and how to eat. And also, that means we need to pray over that thing, right? What are we doing? We're praying in faith, right? Believing that God is good. So let's take a look here at, at, uh, at Psalms 33. Let's go back there again. Psalms 33 and verse 4. So why faith? Why faith? Because God himself operates in faith. Why faith? Because God requires faith. Because it's impossible to please him without faith. So getting over here to Psalms 33 and verse 4, and it says, let's read that together. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. Verse 5. He loves the righteousness and judgment, and the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. That means no matter what it looks like, no matter what's going on, the earth itself is actually filled with all of God's goodness. So if you are the enemy of God and the enemy of God's family, what would you try to t make the people believe? Oh, every everything's going bad. Oh, everything's messed up. 
Oh, yeah, it's these people over here. No, no, it's these people over here. Oh, everything is just so bad, there's nothing we can do. We need some help. But that's not what, that's not what God said. What did it say in verse 4? Let's go back to verse 4. Let's read that again, verse 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. <laughs> so think about it. All his works are done in truth. Truth means that it will not change. <laughs> and it is right. It is good. So what is right and will not change? Verse 5. Let's see that. For he loved righteousness, so righteous won't change, <laughs> judgment, and the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. So the goodness of the Lord is in this earth right now. The goodness of the Lord is working right now. It is his truth. It's working. It's at work. <laughs> the goodness of the Lord concerning you and your family, and your home, and your friends, and your job, whatever it is, it's at work now, and it will not change. But the question is, will you get in faith with God, and will you speak it out? Will you say with him right now that the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord? Would you say with him right now that my life is full of the goodness of the Lord? Will you say with him right now, my, my home is full of the goodness of the Lord? Would you say my job is full of the goodness of the Lord? Well, what if it doesn't look like it? What do we do? We get inspired by God's word. We receive it and we say it that it's full of the goodness of the Lord. <laughs> That's why I love God, the creator, because if it wasn't so, it's going to change and it's going to be so. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faithful Life Austin podcast.